Welcome to EWTN's Crucial Questions Catholic Answers. I'm Father Regis Scanlon from Denver, Colorado, St. Francis of Assisi Frari. I belong to the Mid-American Province of the Capuchins. Uh, I'd like to welcome you here today, and we're going to consider another question, another crucial question. We're going to continue to look at the liturgy okay, and the act of kneeling, as we did last time. The question this time is this. Did Vatican II tell us not to kneel or not to genuflect before the Eucharist? Well, it's very clear that the Church has instructed that the traditional act of genuflection toward the Blessed Sacrament, which is for the last eight centuries, since at least the time of St. Francis of Assisi, it's very clear that they said that this must continue to and remain following the Second Vatican Council. Is the sacred congregation of sacraments and divine worships makes this statement. It's very clear. It says, they said, quote, the venerable practice of genuflecting before the blessed sacrament, whether enclosed in the tabernacle or publicly exposed as a sign of adoration, is to be maintained. This act requires that it be performed in a recollected way in order that the heart may bow before God in profound reverence. The genuflection must be neither hurried nor careless. Unquote. And you will find this in a Stabile Donum number 26. In other words, the Second Vatican Council wants this act of genuflection to remain. And it should be done with reverence because it's an act of faith. It's an act of prayer. It's an act of love. And one shouldn't go rushing across the sanctuary and give a curtsy, you know supposed to be the heart should bow it should be one should take time in giving this act of uh, adoration kneeling is also to be retained after the second vatican council as a sign of adoration of the blessed sacrament during mass but after this council the church stated in her general instructions of the roman missal quote they the meaning the faithful should kneel at the consecration unless prevented by lack of space large numbers, or other reasonable causes, unquote. And this is from the General Instructions of the Roman Missal, number 21, which you'll find in front or in the back of your lectionary, which is on the altar, should be on the altar or in the sacristy, and uh, in front of, also in front of the sacramentary or in the back of the sacramentary. All, ma all churches should have a sacramentary and a lectionary with these instructions in it. And that's number 21. Now, when they say this, when they say that the faithful should kneel at the consecration unless prevented by the lack of, lack of space, large numbers, or other reasonable causes, when they say other reasonable causes, I mean, they're talking about if someone has bad knees, or they're elderly, or some other reason like that. They're not talking about an ideological thing. They're not saying, well, a reasonable cause would be that I don't believe I should kneel. They're not talking about that. Okay, a reasonable cause. They're talking about physical things. Sometimes you could be packed in so tightly. Uh that uh, you wouldn't be able to kneel very well on a 10 mass. So we're talking about things like this. Now what does this mean? When should they kneel? Well, uh, this means kneeling for the beginning of the epiclesis, and you know, that's the invocation of the Holy Spirit, when the priest in mass extends his hands out over the gifts. Uh, this is the Latin law. They are to kneel from the beginning of ex uh, epiclesis until after the consecration of the cup. And that's universal church law in the Latin or Roman Rite. Whether you're here in the United States, whether you're in France, whether you're in Africa, it's for everybody. No matter how special you think your group is, 
how close you are to friends, to higher ups of the Holy Father. This is still the law. Okay? This is the law. The universal Latin law. Latin rite law. Okay? Now, following its directives uh, for the faithful to kneel at the consecration, the general instruction of the Roman Missal adds something which is important. It says, quote, the conference of bishops may adapt the actions and postures described in the order of the Mass to the usage of the people, but these adaptations must correspond to the character and meaning of each part of the celebration, unquote. And you'll find that in the General Instructions Roman Missal, also in number 21. Now, what this means is uh, the, the, the Church understands when she wrote this, uh, these directives, that some people would be uh, kneeling more than what she requires. She's requiring only a minimum. And therefore, she wants to allow room for the various bishops' conferences to request permission to do more kneeling. Because, for instance, the United States, and, I think, and I'm sure a number of other places, they were kneeling more than just from the epiclesis until after the consecration of the cup. And uh, so, uh, in fact, they were, they were kneeling from the Sanctus, you know, uh, to after the Our Father, or to the Our Father. So, what you have here uh, is an attempt by the church to accommodate itself to the usage of the people. But notice it says to the usage of the people. You're not supposed to change the people's actions. You're not supposed to impose something upon them. This is to adapt this to the usage of the people which has been accepted by the church. These actions that, have been, that the people are doing which have been traditional and accepted by the church. Uh, this is why at its meeting in November 1969, the American bishops asked and requested and received permission for the people to kneel from the end of the Sanctus all the way up to the beginning of the Our Father. And it's even stated, it's stated uh, in the appendix to these general instructions in number 21, uh, and, and it's in the sacramentary. And if you look at that, you'll find it stating this, quote, at its meeting in November 1969, the National Conference of Catholic Bishops voted that in general the directives of the Roman Missal concerning the posture of the congregation at Mass should be left unchanged, but that number 21 of the general instructions should be so adapted that the people kneel beginning after the singing or recitation of the Sanctus until after the Amen of the Eucharistic Prayer, that is, before the Our Father. Now, this has been requested in 1969 by the American Bishops' Conference, and they received permission for this because it was in accord with the usage of the people. That's what the people have been doing. So in 1969, they asked and received this permission. This is now the law in the United States. So if you're saying Mass in the United States, or if you're attending Mass in the United States, then you kneel huh? after the singing of the Sanctus all the way to the Our Father. This is not a suggestion. This is the Latin Rite law in the United States. Now, obviously, if you're elderly, or if for some other reason you want to sit down or you have to sit down, well, that's fine. Nobody's going to get upset with you or anything like this. But they want you to know what the law is. So if you're able to kneel, then you are to kneel. Now, this requirement in the sacramentary that the faithful should kneel during the consecration is consistent with the ceremonial Episcoporum. Okay? And if you uh, recall, if you were following these uh, questions and answers that we had before, I mentioned the ceremonial. The ceremonial Episcoporum is a book put out by the Holy Father in 1985. 
and it's been translated into English. You can, you, you can buy it at your Catholic bookstore. It's the Ceremonial for Bishops, and it's, it spells out what's to be done at the cathedral, the way the liturgy is to be conducted, the postures. And it's the highest authority in postures that we have right now. Listen to what the ceremonial says uh, when it talks about the deacons and what the deacons should be doing at the consecration. It says this, quote, one of the deacons puts incense into the, sense in the censer and incenses the host and the cup at each elevation. The deacons remain kneeling from the epiclesis to the elevation of the cup. And so you can see where the ceremonial is beautifully consistent with the directives of the Roman Missal, uh, which the original directives said, or the directives without the adaptations of the National Bishops' Conferences says that everyone is to kneel from the Epiclesis to, L, to after the consecration of the cup. So the deacons too, deacons are to kneel at this time. And someone, when I gave this address at another place, someone says, Father, we don't see the deacons doing this. Well, oh, there are people that do a lot of things that they should be doing, or they should be following this ceremonial. Perhaps the ceremonial was written issued by the Holy Father to bring all of the, our actions together to put him in line. And so the deacons, if they're not kneeling at the consecration, should be kneeling at the consecration. That's the point. We have to change our actions to put it in line with the ceremonial and not vice versa. Okay? Now, the requirement of the sacramentary of the faithful kneel during the consecration is not only consistent with what the ceremonial says about the deacons kneeling, it's also consistent with what the ceremonial says about the bishops who preside at the Mass but do not celebrate. Now, you have to understand that the, the bishops of the cathedral and his cathedral, often the bishop uh, will not have that Mass that day at the cathedral on Sundays. He may be going out and having confirmations and having Mass there. But he would still like to be present with his people since he is the ultimate pastor there as, uh, of, uh, of the people in that in, in that uh, place and his diocese so he'd like to be there at the cathedral and uh, but he's not going to celebrate so the ceremonial says what he should do what should he do if he's there at the time of the consecration here's what it says quote from the epiclesis until after the elevation of the cup the bishop kneels facing the altar on a kneeler provided for him either in front of the chair or in some other convenient place. After the elevation, he stands once again at the chair." Unquote. It's in perfect agreement with the uh, Roman Missal's directives as the law of the universal Latin rite that we kneel from the epiclesis to uh, the elevation or to the consecration after the consecration of the cup. Now this is very important to understand this. Uh, the, the Roman Missal, the church is saying that at the consecration of the Mass, the people are to be kneeling, okay, from the epiclesis and to the elevation of the cup. And in the United States and probably elsewhere, where the bishops' conference have asked for permission to extend this, after the sanctus to the Our Father. But not only the people, it says, ceremonial says, the church says that the people should be kneeling, but also the deacons should be kneeling at this time. It's consecration, and not only them, but even the bishop, if he's there and he's not offering the mass himself. A kneeler is to be brought out, and he's to kneel at the consecration. And so, what do you think that the Eucharistic ministers should be doing? Hmm. Right, they should be kneeling too. It would be a bit strange if the bishop was kneeling, the deacons were kneeling, 
People were kneeling, and Eucharistic ministers were standing there like they're somehow better than everybody. No. What would send the wrong message that they were too good to kneel or something? You know, the priest himself, I think most priests would say this, we would love to kneel at that time, but we have to stand. We have to stand because we're consecrating. But it would be wonderful if even we could kneel. And so the people have to realize that a great privilege they have in being able to kneel. And so we are really going to communicate the true belief and adoration of Jesus Christ and the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist when all of these things come together, you know, when the deacons are kneeling, when the Eucharistic ministers are kneeling, when they do that, they are the leaders and the altar servers are kneeling. These are the leaders of the people. When the people see them kneel, then the people kneel automatically. And so it's a, it's, that's what we're aiming at. And when we do that, we're really going to communicate uh, the belief of the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. But an American uh, diocesan liturg uh, liturgist had a meeting in 1990 at the national meeting. Uh, uh, we call it the, the, the FDLC, okay? the, Federal, uh, the National Meeting of Diocesan Liturgical Commissions. And they recommended that the people stand at the consecration. This is in 1990 and they recommended this. Uh, now the Federation of Diocesan Liturgical Com uh, Commission's newsletter makes this statement. It says, quote, It is the position of the delegates to the 1990 National Meeting of the Diocesan Liturgical Commissions that the Bishop's Committee and the Liturgy's Task Force on American Adaptation of the Roman Missal provide for the assembly to stand throughout the Eucharistic prayer and the revised sacramentary for use in the United States. Unquote. And just so you know where you can find it, that's the FDLC's uh, posture during Eucharistic prayer. It's their position statement, their 1990 position statement, C2.853 of the FDLC newsletter, October Nineteen ninety, you find it in page thirty-five, and you know they say this passed with ninety-five percent voting for it. So ninety-five percent of the heads of the diocesan liturgical committee in nineteen ninety voted that we stand. We go against the directives of the the church in this matter, and that we stand during the consecration, the entire Eucharistic prayer. The question is this: Why? What reason do these liturgists give for recommending the congregation stand throughout the Eucharistic prayer? Well, the newsletter doesn't say. It doesn't give a specific answer. But one suspects it's the same as the one given for the Conference of Canadian Bishops. And when they made their recommendation that everybody stand at the Eucharist throughout the Eucharistic prayer. Now, why did they say that? Well, this conference recommended standing an imitation of the early Christians who stood, they said, during the liturgies of, on Sundays in honor of the resurrection. <coughs> and you'll find that stated in the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops National Bulletin on Liturgy, Volume 24, Number 124, March 1991, pages 59 to 60. Now, if you read that, they give a reason, and the reason is that the Council of Nicaea, they said, Nicaea 1, on the year 325, stated this, quote, Since there are some who are bending their knee on Sunday and on the days of Pentecost, the Holy Council has decided so that there will be uniformity of practice 
in all things in every diocese that prayers are to be directed to God in standing position, unquote. Now, if you want to see that, you'll find that the Council of Nicaea 1, Canon 20, and it's found in the Faith, the Faith of the Early Fathers, Volume 1, translated and edited by William A. Jurgens. It's published by Liturgical Press in Collegeville, Minnesota, 1979. You'll find this on page 286. Now, we need to examine this statement. This statement of Council Nicaea in the 4th century refers to kneeling for penance in general throughout the entire Mass. It does not refer to kneeling in a particular part of Mass, and it certainly does not refer to kneeling for adoration. P.F. Mulhern states this. He says that kneeling during religious services began as a penitential practice and at one time was not permitted on feast days, unquote. You'll find that in the New Catholic Encyclopedia, Volume 11, uh, page 73, and P.F. Mulhern's uh, article, Principles of Penance. So this statement of Nicaea, therefore, is most likely a ref reference to those like the 4th century substrati, who as members of the Order of Penance, the Order of Penitentium, quote, remained inside at the Eucharist, but were on their knees the whole time, unquote. And you'll find that stated in uh, Lorenzo Capelli's Regret or Forgiveness, and found in 30 Days, number 12, 1993, page 69. Now this is a very interesting point. Kneeling throughout the entire Mass on weekdays, and then also kneeling on Sunday, must have seemed to the Council of Nicaea like fasting all during Lent, and then fasting also on Easter. Obviously, that is bad. <laughs> There's something wrong with that. So they decided to, to tell the people that in general they should stand and pray. But they're not talking here about kneeling for adoration, nor are they talking about kneeling at the consecration. And I think the, the Bishops' Conference, the National Conference of Catholic Bishops in Canada, uh, <clears throat> are not correct when they try to say, put this down, as a reason or make a footnote uh, as a reason why they should stand we should now stand during the consecration uh, we're, we're, it's, it's, a, it's an incorrect use if that's what they're doing it's an incorrect use of that statement of the Council of Nicaea so this statement of the Council of Nicaea is not a ruling on posture especially kneeling as an act of latria of adoration during the consecration of the Eucharist if some act or form of latria at the consecration of the Eucharist had already developed during the first few centuries of the church, this statement of Nicaea I would not have been taken as an order to do away with that act of Latria at the moment of consecration. It would have merely been understood as doing away with the general act of penance. Okay? The, po uh, the posture of kneeling is a sign of penance. At other times during prayer and liturgy on Sundays, you know, because remember the, the substrati were kneeling through the entire Mass. So they wanted the people to stand as a sign of uh, that they had overcome their sins. Most likely, in fact, most likely it was only after the Council of Nicaea told them to start standing instead of kneeling through the entire Mass and says, we'll stand generally to offer your prayers. It was probably only when they started standing and quit kneeling for, the, for as a symbol of penance that kneeling as a symbol of adoration could come to the fore. And by the, 11, by the 1200s, or 12th century during the time of St. Francis. That's when St. Francis 
adopted as a sign of adoration, and, and that has been a sign of adoration ever since. Now, there is another thing <coughs> that uh, we need to look at. You know, the church, uh, we ask, did the church do away with the sign of adoration, or kneeling as a sign of adoration? Uh, did the Second Vatican Council do away with this, kneeling at the consecration and the act of before the Blessed Sacrament? Absolutely not. In fact, not only did they increase their attention towards kneeling, it was like putting it in stone. They wanted this to be maintained, and they even added some extra things. And one of the things they stated was this, uh, and you'll find this uh, stated, uh, this is in 1967 by the Sacred Congregation of Rites, and the Sacred Congregation of Sacraments and Worship repeated this in 1980. And it, here's the statement, it says, quote, When the faithful communicate kneeling, no other sign of reverence for the Blessed Sacrament is required, since kneeling is itself a sign of adoration. When they receive communion standing, it is strongly recommended that coming up in procession, they should make a sign of reverence before receiving the Blessed Sacrament. This should be done at the right time and place so that the order of people going to and from communion should not be disrupted. Now it appears from the context of this statement by the congregations that they are re referring to a genuflection and not merely to a sign of the cross or a bow of the head. First of all, because the genuflection is the sign of adoration to the Blessed Sacrament. The sign of reverence that we're supposed to give to the Blessed Sacrament is the bending of the knee. We already know that. It's the the, the post-Vatican II documents have already stated that. And secondly, though, it says that this should be done at the right time and place so that the order of people going to and from communion should not be disrupted. Well, a bow of the head is not going to disrupt the line. A sign of the cross is not going to disrupt the line. It must be something that's going to disrupt the line if it's done out of place. That's the genuflection. But there's, uh, by the way, I better mention this, you'll find this statement in the, by the Sacred Congregation of Rites in Eucharisticum Mysterium, this is number 34, and, and, David, and also the one by the Sacred Congregation of Sacraments of Divine Worship, you'll find it in Estavid Adonum, number 11. Okay? So it appears from the context of the statement here that they're talking about a genuflection. But also, if we look at the ceremonial of bishops, we have a confirmation on that. And the reason is, is because the ceremonial bishops discusses what the bishop should do when he is celebrating a mass with other priests. And he comes to the part where he's going to give out communion to the priest first. You know, and, it's, and it tells him what to do. Now listen to what it says. Quote, after saying inaudibly the prayer before communion, the bishop genuflects and takes the patent. One by one, the celebrants approach the bishop, genuflect, and reverently receive from him the body of Christ. Now, if it is proper for the priest to come up and genuflect before the Blessed Sacrament prior to receiving communion, from the bishop who also genuflects, it should be proper for the laity, when they come up to receive communion, to give a genuflection before receiving communion. So most likely, it's the most consistent thing with the ceremonial, most likely they're talking about the genuflection. The people should genuflect when they receive communion standing, and they should do it at the right time and place when they get up there, right before they receive, and not halfway down so that no one falls over top of them. Okay? And by the way, you'll find that in the ceremonial bishops, uh, number 163. Okay? okay? Now, we only have a few minutes left, and I want to 
lets you know that this ceremonial of bishops, as I mentioned, if you can possibly get a hold of the ceremonial bishops, uh, it's an excellent book. So every bishop, should, uh, of course, is supposed to have it. They're supposed to be following it. But it's also good for the laity to read this because it, it teaches you how to interpret your other documents. It teaches you a lot about posture for our own selves as lay for your own selves as lay people and what the, the pastor should be doing. Okay, and uh, I would also like to re-recommend a document. Uh, not a document, but an article that I have on the Homiletic and Pastor Review. Now, this article is the, from the August-September 1994 issue of the Homiletic and Pastor Review, Kneeling and Faith in the Eucharist. It's by myself. <coughs> this is especially really good if you wanted to uh, get more uh, closer look at the footnotes that I've used in this discussion. It'll give you the, the complete footnotes that you could also look at them. Now. Did Vatican II tell us to do away with the kneeling and the genuflection? Absolutely not. They did just the opposite. They blessed kneeling. And they, they embraced kneeling. They encouraged kneeling. They strongly recommended kneeling even when you come up to receive Holy Communion. Okay? And obviously, their intention was not to do away with it at all, but to encourage it in the future. And you can be sure that this is going to become very strong in the future. And as, as I mentioned before, it's only when we all start going along and obeying clearly uh, these documents, these directives and posture with, with regards to kneeling for, and before the Blessed Sacrament and at the consecration. When we begin to do this, we are going to increase the people's understanding of the real presence. Now, I'd like to thank you for being here today, and I ask you to join us next time when we will discuss the question of where should we put the tabernacle in the church. Thank you.